Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Today I'm talking about forgiveness. Today I'm talking about forgiveness. That many of you submitted questions to say, how do I forgive? How do I forgive? And many of us, we have a hard time forgiving because we really don't know how. We really don't know how to forgive. Sometimes we just say, like, bye, Felicia, get out of here. It's all good. I've forgiven them. But how many know that this week you're going to be in your office? This week you're going to walk into a restaurant and somebody's going to walk in you haven't seen in a couple days, years, weeks, and you'll be like, why are they in my life? And that's because God said you just heard a message on forgiveness. We need to forgive that person. And so many of us, we have an unhealthy way of forgiving. Many of us will say, instead of I forgive, we'll say, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore. It's gone. They're out of my life. Cut them out. I do not care anymore. And how many know that's a remedy that simply does not work? That God has a better solution. That forgiveness forces us to look at our heart. Because we say, I don't care anymore. Well, your heart still cares. I don't care anymore. Well, there's still unforgiveness in your heart. You see, unforgiveness, I don't know if you've heard this before, right? But unforgiveness is like drinking poison, expecting the other person to die. And we're simply poisoning our heart. That you know you have unforgiveness if you keep bringing it up. It's good. I don't care anymore. It's, 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 I forgive it. It's out of my life. And then you bring it up again and again. Like, why couldn't the Chicago Bears beat the Packers on Monday night? football. Like, why? They're top of the division. They're, 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 why? There's unforgiveness in your heart. How many of the Bears are winning today? Come on, somebody. There's a God in heaven. Oh, I'm going to calm down. So I'm going to read you a list this morning. I'm going to read you a list this morning. Many of you, you've heard this list. You're going, Pastor, I know. I understand. Yes, I, this is the list of, of the emotions that I go through but, when I have unforgiveness in my heart. But this morning, I'm going to read a list of I don't care list. What happens when you have unforgiveness in your heart? I want the I don't care attitude. I want you to begin to write this down, that this is the process we take after we say, I do not care, or I don't want to forgive. Number one is distance happens. Distance happens. That something creates distance. That, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm way over here, and they're way over there. That is good enough for me. But how many know that's not forgiveness? That which leads to unforgiveness. That maybe you accidentally run into that person. You're like, I forgot about it. It's always been in the back of my mind. But I'm good now. Like, I'm finally good now. And then you run into them at a restaurant or a conference. And you look at them. And then that gut feeling in your stomach and go, oh. Like, you play in this mind, like throwing tables over and attacking that person. That's not you here. we got perfect people here at Avenue Church. But it serves as a reminder to say you haven't forgiven that person. Now, usually one party will leave or run. The many of us, we think unforgiveness has created a distance where we run away physically, but you can never run away internally. We create distance. Number two, we put up walls. We put up walls. And i got to tell you as a pastor, I totally understand. I understand this. If you've been hurt, we can't help but put a wall up. Boom, I'm putting the wall up. But the problem with walls is a wall 
is a wall. The problem with walls is we can keep bad people out of our life, but the problem is we also keep good people out of our lives. Good relationships, good groups, good people. A wall is a wall. But when we have unforgiveness in our hearts, when we've been hurt by somebody, we put up a wall. We'll never open up if there is a wall over our heart. A wall is a wall. And I get it. I understand. But we've got to tear down those walls. We've got to allow the Holy Spirit to knock down those walls. You know, uh, last night, there was a great soccer team that played, but I was at a real soccer game uh, yesterday. Not the Las Vegas Lights, but it was the Las Vegas Hawks. Come on, somebody. All right? An amazing team. They're undefeated right now. I mean, this is a game to put it all on. And uh, they're coached by an amazing coach, Juan Garcia. And uh, they're amazing. And I have the privilege of just helping, uh, helping out on the team. And they're six and seven-year-olds, all right? Amazing. Six and seven-year-olds. And yesterday, I'm by, the, I'm by the goal, the gold net, and little Ellie's there, and she's tiny, and she's so cute, and she's got her gloves on for the goalie and stuff, and she's focused, and I'm, I'm trying to give her, uh, I'm trying to pump her up. So I tell her, come on, Ellie, you are a fortress. Come on, somebody. Ellie, you're a wall. Nothing gets by you, Ellie. All right? Not today. Not in my house. That's some good coaching right there, right? All right? And then... Ellie goes like this, little six-year-old, right? Like, she goes like this, you're making me nervous. <laughs> Whoa. I'm here to encourage you today that you're sitting in this room and then we're talking about forgiveness. You're getting a little nervous. I want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to knock down that wall in your life. Allow him to just chisel at it, to say, hey, let's take it brick by brick, piece by piece, so that you can trust again, so that you can forgive again. Number three, number three, escalation happens. Escalation. It begins to grow that you find yourself finding about anything and everything. You find yourself angry and upset. You blow up. So many times when we do premarital or counseling, we'll, we'll, we'll encourage people to go to New Life Center and get professional counseling. And you'll be like, what they do? It just drives me nuts. I can't understand it. And what a great professional counselor will say is, it's not this. I want to talk about the wall. I want to talk about the root. I want to talk about where it began. The, the tongue typically, when there's escalation and unforgiveness, our tongue typically gets out of control and we begin to belittle a person. We begin to berate them. We begin to get upset with them. That is a sign of unforgiveness. And the last one is we begin to believe the lies. We begin to believe the lies. And this is where the enemy gets involved. This is where the enemy says, yes, here is a lie. People who don't know the facts tend to get involved. I'm encouraging today. There are many lies out there. Don't believe everything you hear. Did you hear what so-and-so said? Oh, I don't like them no more. Here's what the Bible says about the enemy, about Satan, that his greatest weapon is lying. In John chapter 8, it says he, Satan, the enemy, was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. There is no truth in him. When he lies, he is speaking his native language, a language he came up with, a language he started. For he is a liar and the father of lies. 
when there's unforgiveness in our heart, we begin to believe the lies. Yes, let's gossip. Yes, let's slander. Yes, let's badmouth and belittle and berate. Let's begin to believe the lie. And I want to write you, I want you to write this down. This goes for me too. That you are the last person you need to listen to when you're offended. Pastor, I know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. You're the last person you need to listen to when you're offended. You cannot see the solution because you bought into the lie. That is why groups are so powerful. That is why having Christian friends, that's why having Avenue Church around you, that is why going to a group, not just on Sunday, but on, on a weekday, to, help, to, ha to have people around you that are saying, man, I want to love on you. The truth will set you free. Let's get you freed up. That you can't trust you when you are offended. I cannot trust me when I am offended. And here's the last one, is hostility. It's hostility. We become hostile. See, hostility means we are unfriendly. We're resistant. We're defensive. Hostility, listen to me though, hostility is not the condition between you and another person, but it's the condition of your soul. When you become hostile, it's a soul issue. We've got to allow God to do a work. I'm sorry here to tell you, but I'm just asking for a friend. You all put this question in my lap, all right? But I'm just asking for a friend. How do I forgive? Now, many of you, you might have heard this list before and said, yeah, I mean, I get it. I uh, put up a wall. I get it. There's been distance. I get it. I've been hostile. or, or uh, uh, It's been escalating. I understand that. But I want you to, you may have not recognized this, but I want you to catch this. That maybe the one thing you have not realized, that this is also a list of our conditions before we met Jesus. This is a list of conditions before we even met Jesus. That we say, God, I, I had distance between you and I. That God, I, I, I don't want to reconcile. Father, I, I, I don't want to know what you know. I want to believe in the lie. That Father, I want to be hostile. You know, the, the church just wants this and that. They want us to look at this message to say, wow, thank goodness that in order for me to forgive, that Jesus has forgiven me. Here's what Ephesians chapter 2 says in verse 12 through 14. Ephesians chapter 2, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ. That is why every week we say the same prayer. That's why every week we know the why. If we lose our why, we lose our way. That is why we know we'll leave the 99 and go after the one. Why? Because I was that one. I was one who didn't have Christ in my life. I was the one that didn't have peace or joy. So we remember. Remember that at that time you were separated from Christ. What was that like? We were without hope. We were without God in the world. Here's what the next one says. But now in Christ, you who were once far away, you were brought near by the blood of Christ. You're like, blood of Christ, what's that? By his death and his resurrection. By his bleeding, he shed blood on the cross. And by that, we were brought together to him for he himself is our peace and i want you to catch this who has made two groups one he destroyed the barrier and the dividing wall of hostility when god forgave he tore down the wall of hostility the wall of offense 
the wall of unforgiveness. Can I get an amen, everybody? God done a great work. The many of us, we didn't have an eureka moment. We didn't go, okay, Lord, be Lord of my life. For many of us, we took a step. We took a step because Jesus already took many steps towards us. I wrote this down. By what he did, not what we did. That he went before us to initiate a process of healing. He paid for something we did, not he did. That's a good God. So we remember that today. That he was not the offended party. We were. So thank you, God, for healing me. Thank you, God, for healing me. And many people say, Pastor, man, you're right. Pastor, will you just take away the unforgiveness? Will you take away the offense? Will you take away that anger? Will you just remove it and get rid of it in my life? And I'm here to share with you today, it can never happen until we grab a hold of the reality of what Jesus did for us. If we remember how far we were from Christ, we say, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for forgiving me. So I'll forgive them. So I'll forgive them. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31. It's one of my least favorite verses. You know why? Because it simply is a command. It says, Jeremy, right? Get rid of all. Yes, sir. Right up. Right on my way. It's a hard thing to do. Easier said than done. It says, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. And I want you to read this yellow. Ready? One, two, three. Just as. Just as in Christ God forgave you. I want you to write this down, that you can forgive people if you remember what Christ did for you. You can forgive people if you remember what Christ did for you. That once we begin to grasp what Jesus has done for us, it begins to change our heart. It begins to change the condition of our soul. And hear me out. I know many of us in this room will say, hey, pastor, you don't know what they did. That they, 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 what they did was so disgusting, so evil, so malicious that I can't forgive them. Or, or maybe you're saying they, they haven't come to me yet. Pastor, I, I just can't forgive them. But the power of forgiveness is only in Christ Jesus. That's why here at Avenue Church, we want you to know God. Not know church. We want you to know who Jesus is. Why? Because Jesus forgave us. And getting through that, then we can find forgiveness. God, I forgive that person. I forgive that incident. I forgive that situation. And now I'm finding freedom from my yesterday so I can move forward to my tomorrow. But you might say, my way is not working. Pastor, I thought I forgive. I read Bibles and I do all that. I thought I forgave. I thought it was working, but it keeps showing up. So I want you to write this down. Three ways, three steps for us to take in order to receive forgiveness and to forgive others. Three steps in order to find forgiveness. Number one, receive God's forgiveness. Now, for many of you in this room, you're saying, okay, yeah, receive God's forgiveness. All right, let's go point number two because I already did that. I'm done. I've done it. I'm, 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 I, I, I raised my hand. I filled the card out. I'm a Christian. And you might say, I've already done this. But I'm here to tell you that so many times 
we're still trying to earn forgiveness. That many of us have a distorted view of the Word of God. Many of us will say, no, 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 you know, I, I had to earn it from God. And so therefore, if I had to earn God's forgiveness by doing things instead of receiving it as a free gift, they have to earn my forgiveness because it ain't a free gift. And when we, when we can realize that, God, I received your forgiveness, I didn't earn it, I didn't deserve it, but it came from you. It's a free gift called salvation. And when we grasp a hold of that, we say, I forgive you. I forgive you. Here's what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3. It says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and I pray that you grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the love of of Christ. How wide, how long, how deep is the love of Christ. I want you to write this down today. We have it on the screen. This is a powerful statement I want you to walk away with. You'll never have to forgive any other person more than God has already forgiven you. God, thank you. Thank you. For, like, you, you saved me. God, you've forgiven me. Paul in the Bible says, I was, the, I was the, the chief of all sinners. I was the worst sinner. Paul's job was to kill Christians, stone them and watch them stone cold. And when on the road to Damascus, God got him off his horse. God spoke to him. God says, here's a free gift of salvation, chief of sinners, the worst of the worst. For many of you, you walk in this place, this place is going to burn down because I'm the chief of all sinners. And God is saying, here's a free gift of forgiveness. Here's a free gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus, that his love is wide, it's deep. In Jesus' name, that if we grasp this, it shows we can forgive anyone. And here's my second point as I close. Freely give what you have received. Freely give what you receive. That Matthew chapter 10, verse 8, freely you have received, so freely I give. And here's a powerful statement I want you to grab a hold of today, that the reason I forgive is because I was forgiven. And so therefore, forgiven, the forgiven, forgive. The forgiven, forgive. Many of us, this needs to be a wall, uh, iPhone wallpaper. For many of us, this needs to be on our mirror, maybe in our car, somewhere where we see it every single day, to say, God, I believe that I'm forgiven, so therefore I forgive. I let go of that poison. I let go of that bitterness. That I'm not going to be bitter, I'm going to be better. I'm going to find freedom in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This is what it says. I want you to jot this down. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all have become new. That is why we have water baptism in two weeks on October 14. That represents the old is gone and the new has come. That represents I am now a new creation in Christ Jesus. That is why when you raise your hand at the end of service, say, yes, I need that free gift. I need forgiveness. I need Jesus in my life. It says the old is gone, and now the new is here. You are now a new creation in Christ Jesus. Come on, we celebrate that. We get excited about that. But here's what it says. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled himself through Jesus Christ, 
He reconciled himself through Jesus Christ. He did it before we even knew we needed it. He was like that awkward date. You're like, you're on the street, but like, hey, will you go out with me? Like, I don't even know you, weirdo. Get away from me. I got stuff to do. He reconciled himself to us through Jesus Christ, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. See, I told you, we're all in the ministry. We're all ministers, and it's our job to reconcile. It is our job to freely receive, but also to freely give. That not only did he forgive us, he paid the price for us. And he says, go and reconcile. You know what Jesus is saying? Jesus is saying, listen, I paid your balance in full, but now pay their balance in full. Give them a zero balance. They don't own you nothing. And you might say, Batman, Pastor, that is, that is certainly easier than done. I don't want to call upon the name of the Lord, all right? I want to call my friends in East L.A., and they will take care of that unforgiveness. I know people. You might be in this room and saying, you know, it's it, it, easier said than done. But here's my challenge today. It's my last point. Re- receive God's forgiveness. Freely we receive, freely we give. But here's the last point. Just go first. Go first. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where it's like a dare, and you're like, let's jump off this cliff into the water. It's going to be super fun. Ha <laughs> ha, yeah, let's do this. Right? And then you first. You go first. But how many know that Jesus didn't wait to see if we're going to play ball? He went first. When he died on that cross, he didn't say, who needs forgiveness? I need some names. Jesus said, I'm going to die on the cross for the forgiveness of all. Forgiveness of all. The Romans chapter 5, verse 8 says, while we were still sinners, he died for us. But here's a guarantee I want to make according to God's word. Write this down. The first to forgive are the happiest. We're the happiest. The first to forgive are happy. Matthew chapter 5, verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Now we see that word blessed all the time, right? We're like, like how are you doing? Blessed, right? Like some of us, you're blessed and highly favored. Some of us, we're blessed and highly stressed. Come on, somebody. But here's what blessed means. We talk about that with generosity and giving and walking out a Christian life. But here's what blessed means. Blessed means happy. Happy are those who are in Christ. Happy are those who are sons and daughters of God. Not like you heard a joke, happy. All right? Because I know you'd be blessed every Sunday morning. Come on, somebody. Okay. But it means that regardless of the circumstances, I am happy in my heart. Many of us, we're not happy in our heart. And trust me, let me be real with you. Many of you, I've, I've heard stories, I've, I've counseled, I've, I've, I've been involved in, in your lives. And, and if you told me, Pastor, you, you don't know my story. And I'm here to tell you, if you told me, I'd probably agree with you. I'd probably be, my good, really? Like, I don't know what to tell you. Let's get them together, all right? I know people. But here's what the Bible says, that the love of Christ leaves us no options. You know, the night that Jesus was betrayed, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was praying. And when he was praying, he said, let this cup pass from me, meaning, God, are you sure? Like, is, this, is there a better option? 
then Jesus said, nevertheless, all right, that's New King James Version, all right, he said, besides that fact, I'll go do it. I'll die on the cross for the sins of many, for the sins of all humanity. I'll do it. You know what Jesus was doing? He says, I'm not going to follow my feelings, but I'm following the Word of God. When Jesus was rested, betrayed by a kiss, and beaten, bruised, thrown on a cross, and, and nails in his hands, nails in his feet, mocked and spit on it. He was on there naked on the cross. And in the Bible, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know what took place there? As Jesus said, I have a choice to make. Because choices lead, feelings will follow. Today, I will make a choice to forgive. And my heart will follow according to the Word of God. I'm going to make a choice today. I don't feel like forgiving them, but I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to allow God to bring joy back into my life, joy into my heart. That today, we make the choice first to forgive. And our feelings will follow. You know, this week we're at our conference, just having a great time with our great team and everybody who was there. And on the last day, they dismissed us and hugged a lot of old friends, met new friends. And then we went to dinner with our overseers, Travis and Becky Lynn. And how many know when you're in Anaheim, you're going to the ocean. You're going to make a way to go to the ocean. So we drove 30, 40 minutes to Laguna Beach, found a restaurant on the, on the, ocean, on the ocean front right there. And how many think we should have like an Avenue Church Laguna campus? Anybody? Anybody with me? You can't go, but we'll, we'll hang out. And we're on the uh, ocean side and just having a great time at a great little restaurant. And as we're wrapping up our meal, there's a couple next to us at the other table, a husband and wife, just a great couple. They go, hey, we overheard you saying church. And I was like, well, deaf people don't whisper, you know. <laughs> and so he said, hey, do you guys know church? I'm like, yeah, we have a great church in, in Las Vegas called Avenue. And we get to talk to them. And as we're departing at the very end of our conversation, she said, you know, I'm going to take a risk. And that risk is, will you pray for me? In the middle of the restaurant, people everywhere pray for me because a year ago my son was murdered I've been able to function be able to get up a year ago so my wife and I we surrounded her we just prayed over her pray for hope and healing pray for, um, for, for forgiveness pray for healing in our heart and I'm here to share that with you today because God went out of his way to send somebody 30 40 minutes to the ocean, come on somebody. To be right there, not by accident, but on purpose, for a purpose. To say you can have freedom. You can have forgiveness. It's a choice we make. So here's what I want you to do is every every head up, every eye open. I want to ask you today, who is it? Who is it that you said, I don't care anymore? I I don't care anymore. Who is it in your life that you need to forgive? I want you to think about that person. I believe the Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to pull anything out. I'm not asking you today to leave here and go to somebody and say, Hey, um, I heard a great message at Avenue Church about forgiveness. I've hated you for the past 10 years. I think you're disgusting, but I forgive you. 
They're like, wow, I don't like your church. <laughs> you know what we're going to do today? We're going to forgive in our heart. We're going to forgive in our heart. Sometimes confronting someone makes it worse. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? They're like, yes. And you're, you have anything to say? You know, like, they never said they forgave me. Yeah, I mean, like, they never, they never said sorry. But I want to ask you today, who is it? Who is it that you need to forgive in your heart? Who is it in your life that you need to take their come balance to zero? Who is in your life you say, man, they don't deserve it. They didn't earn it. But he did it for me, so I'm going to do it for them. Freely I receive. Freely I give. And here's what I want you to do. For healing, for accountability, I'm not going to single you out. We'll never do that at Avenue Church. But in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to take a big step and accept Jesus Christ into your life. To receive his gift. But if you're here today, you need to forgive someone. I want you to raise a hand. Keep it up just for a second. You know why? That's all of us. There's somebody in your life you need to forgive. Say, God, right now, I forgive them. Right now, I forgive them, and I pray my feelings will follow. That God, I receive your forgiveness, so freely I receive, freely I'm going to give. So Holy Spirit, I pray for every hand that's in this place. I pray healing over their hearts healing in Jesus' name, that they are blessed in Jesus' name. They are blessed in Jesus' name. The Father, I pray, take out that heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh. The Father, I pray in Jesus' name for hope and healing through every hand that is up here today in Jesus' name. You put those hands down in Jesus' name. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Pastor, I never received anything, so I don't have to give nothing. I'm going to encourage you. Maybe you're here today. You're saying, can I receive God's gift? I thought I had to earn it. I thought I had to be perfect. I thought I had this perfect church attendance. But I realize today that it's by grace through faith that I am saved. If that is you, you want, to, you want me to lead you in a prayer. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, come to the side. I'm not going to say your name. But you want to put your hand up, put it right back down. So we know we're praying for you today. If that's anybody, put a hand up, put it right back down. Put a hand up. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. Let's make some noise. Let's get excited. Thank you. You know why? I'm just asking for a friend. I'm going to pray with you today. Will everyone stand with me? We're going to pray a prayer. And for those of you that raised your hand, I want you to pray that prayer out loud. Every single person at Avenue Church, we don't do life alone, but pray this with me out loud. Everyone say, Dear Jesus, I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Be Lord of my life. Be number one. Say with all my heart, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. Today, I give you my life. I give you everything. And so now I know, everyone say this out loud, I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, everybody say Come on. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc.